It is Thursday, September 29th, 2022. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is the bag man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. We are joined by producer Dan as well. Another huge day in the baseball world in terms of home run history, or at least pulling even. But I guess I'll have to start by asking Trevor Plouffe, are you okay? For those of you that are joining us on the uh, just audio version, Plouffe started off with a big old bag over his head while wearing a White Sox jersey. You may explain. Well, it's officially dead. My prediction of the Brewers over the White Sox in the seven games. The Brewers looking good. We'll talk about them in a second. But the White Sox, by and large, probably the most disappointing team in all of baseball this year. I believed in you guys. You let me down. I'm still still like you. Still like you, but you let me down this year. And uh, for that, you got the paper bag treatment. This jersey though is sacred it's a paul canerico jersey so i do love oh. this jersey yeah. but i feel bad for south siders this is um the only word that you can describe uh this year with is disappointing that's it yep in fact it was so bad we don't even have time to talk about it because no, we, we have too to much all. fun stuff and interesting stuff going on including somebody who pulled even with roger maris and the three two Drill deep to left field. This could be it. See ya. He's done it. Number 61. He's been chasing history, and now he makes it. He and Roger Maris are tied with 61 home runs, the most anybody has ever hit in a single season in American League history. Words can't describe it, you know, and um, that's one thing that's so special about the Yankees organization is all the guys that came before us and kind of paved the way and, you know, played the game the right way, did the things the right way, did a lot of great things in this game and getting a chance to be, you know, mentioned with those guys now is, uh, I, I can't even describe it. It's, it's, it's an uh, incredible honor, that's for sure. I'll ask you the same thing I asked after Albert Pujols hit 700. How did you feel? It was amazing to see. I mean, he gets the 3-2 heater there. He hits the thing 117 miles an hour out to left field. And the one thing that you can, you know, rely on Judge for is to just be really humble uh, in his post-game interviews. I mean, Mm -hmm. he was mentioning everybody else and, and rarely talking about himself and his accomplishments. He focuses on the team. He focuses on the people that came before that paved the way, like he just said. It's it's really um I mean, if this dude doesn't end up back in pinstripes, it's going to be worse than Mookie Betts not being back with the Red Sox. He embodies what it means to be a Yankee, and I know that's important to people. So um, it was uh, – I don't know. It was cool, dude. Like, it brought me back to my childhood to see those numbers being reached. Um, and, and for it to be a guy like Judge, I think it's perfect. Listen, I uh... – I've said it countless times. I'm a huge Aaron Judge fan. Uh, I believe in what he's all about. I love it that he turned down the money and bet on himself and has put together what is arguably the greatest offensive season we've ever seen. You could certainly make an argument for it. Um, I didn't feel the way I did about Albert Pujols' 700. I have to be honest here. This isn't Yankee hate. This isn't blah, blah. I can only tell you how I felt. Watching it, I didn't have the same, like, oh, my gosh, moment. Maybe you can help peel that away for me as to why. I think I, I know why. 
you can relate a little bit more to Albert, to Tio, because he's a little older. Okay, Judge is in his prime. This guy is a freaking <laughs> absolute like monster at the plate. So you're like a little, it's a little scary watching Judge hit. He hits the ball, like I said, so dang hard. But Pujols, right. we're all rooting for because it's relatable. We're like, no one gave him a chance. In, in, a, in essence, one of the best hitters that ever played the game was an underdog. And that's why we're maybe, rooting for him. Maybe it's also because it's the end of the road and I – I felt like we were racing against time collectively in the baseball world. Yeah. We we're like, Oh my God, like the roadway's about to run out. Like, can we stop the car in time? I think that w- that's maybe the feeling. I don't know exactly what it is. I think possibly it's also because it's not a record. Okay. I think, I, you know, well, when you, you know when what? 700 is not a record either. So I don't, I don't know why I felt one way over the other. I just don't. Sure. I mean, it seems like Judge could do this again next year. I know how extraordinary right. it's been. Okay. Maybe but that's it. I mean, honestly, who knows how many seasons Judge is going to do this for? Because he has the ability to run three, four yes. seasons like this. And I don't want to put that pressure on him. And I know that it, he hasn't done it before, uh, but he's looking like this is going to be a yearly thing where he's approaching 40 and 50 as long as he stays on the field. Yeah, I, I loved every bit of it. I thought the Yes Network was a little – listen, I love David Cohn. I thought him balking like a chicken was a little ridiculous, stuff like that earlier in the game. Like The guys – it's been constant 3-2 counts over the last two days. Exactly, and it's a playoff race. for It's like seeding yeah. and all that stuff. It's not like it's – Right, I mean, the game means something to the Toronto yeah. Blue Jays. It does. So I don't think – this is the blessing and the curse, I think, of, of being a Yankee, right? It's obviously much better to be a Yankee in, in most people's eyes than to not be a Yankee. But everything gets magnified. If this was the player on the Kansas City Royals or the Baltimore Orioles, people wouldn't be like, oh, you're chicken. You're chicken. Why don't you throw him the ball right down the middle? Like, I had had enough of that. I think that's one of the reasons I'm happy he's hit 61. Like, stop with that. And by the way, those are human beings out there. I imagine they are a little nervous. I don't think chicken's the right word. I don't think professional athletes are afraid of that sort of moment. I think a 3-2 pitch, you're trying to make a perfect pitch. If it happens in July, we wouldn't be like, ah! Yeah, I mean, look, I've been on record as saying that starting pitchers are chickens. I don't like intentional Ah. walks. I think intentional walks should be gone from the game. Face me. Nobody wanted to intentionally walk me, but yeah, I agree with you. It's, it's, it is magnified because he's a Yankee. I think we're going to get into another question uh, right now about mm-hmm. what it really means in the game. Yeah. And uh, so I, I thought one of the really cool things over the last week plus has been, has been seeing Roger Maris Jr. Make the trip, whether it's to New York or to Toronto and hang out with Aaron judge's mom and get to know the family. And um Roger Maris met the media afterward. This was interesting. Well, I think it means a lot, and it's not just for me. I think it means a lot for a lot of people, you know, that uh, he's clean, he's a Yankee, he plays the game the right way, and, uh, you know, I think it gives people a chance to look at somebody who, uh, you know, should be revered for hitting 62 home runs and not just as a, a guy who did it in the American League. He should be revered for, you know, being the actual single season home run champ. I mean, that's really who he is if he hits 62. And uh, and I think that's what needs to happen. I think baseball needs to look at the records and I think baseball should do something. 
Do you agree? This is a really tough one because you can make an argument. I understand what he's saying, but if we're going to go down that road, a lot of these records that we have are going to be out the window because you can go back to every single era and there's something that's going on. Babe Ruth, we know about segregation. Okay. He wasn't playing against all the players in the world. We understand that. Um, for a long time, it was strictly amphetamines and greenies. And like those help people. Those are performance dancing drugs. They're illegal now. So all those records from what the forties to the eighties gone to the nineties gone. Um, and then we get into the steroid era. So like you, I understand there are things I do think. I don't think you can call 61 the home run record because like I said, it just becomes a slippery slope and you have to start eliminating all sorts of records. But I will say the judge is having the most impressive home run season of all time, just because of the number of pitchers he's had to face the way pitchers have a technologically a technological advantage right now. I think it's harder to hit home runs. If you look at the next closest person to, him, I mean, there are 20 home runs behind him. Like this isn't like a bunch yeah, of people not, hitting a bunch of home runs. Roger Maris Jr. is talking about. He's strictly talking about performance enhancing drugs, Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire. That's, you have to put amphetamines in that too. You have to put amphetamines in that too, because this is not just, this is not just about being stronger. This is about being healthy day in and day out and feeling your best day in and day out over a long baseball season. So if you're going to put those guys in, you got to put all the amphetamine users in too. That's the bottom line. Um, I understand where Roger Maris Jr. is coming from. I really do. And I think part of this is obviously his dad was a Yankee. And so he's seeing a Yankee come by and join him. So he wants another Yankee. I understand all that. And I'm not mad at Roger Maris Jr. He was asked a question and he answered it honestly. I think it's ridiculous. With all due respect, I think it's utterly ridiculous. We didn't test in this sport when these guys were setting home run records. And to me, it's that simple that the sport didn't give a shit. The players didn't give a shit. The commissioner didn't care. He's in the hall of fame and benefited from all this stuff. The owners lined their pockets. They didn't care. They didn't test. It's that simple. Now, if you're going to sit here and I'm, I don't want to point fans at, at, I don't want to point fingers strictly at Yankees fans, because if a Cleveland guardian set the record, there would be a certain faction of Cleveland guardians fans who would feel the same way. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah has the, Record. I don't look at Bonds. I don't look at McGuire. That's fine. So it's not, but we're talking about Yankee fans today because the Yankee player did it. Not once did I hear during this chase. Didn't you hear that, hey, Aaron Judge has just tied A-Rod for the Yankee single-season right-handed home run record. I heard that. I heard it. I heard it on a broadcast. Okay. I heard it on a Yankee broadcast. So obviously they see that. Didn't A-Rod get suspended? That's what I'm saying, Chris. Yeah. Hey, but it, it's more than that. If we're going to do that, do we start taking away team accomplishments? Roger Clemens pitched one of the most important get two of the most important games for the Yankees in the 2000 run to their championship. 15 strikeouts, one hit, complete game shutout in game four of the ALCS against the Mariners. Eight innings, two hits, shutout ball, nine strikeouts, game two of the World Series against the Mets. Roger Clemens did stuff. And guess what? 
Yankee fans aren't apologizing for that ring that they got in 2000. You might say, oh, well, hold on. One's a team accomplishment. One's an individual accomplishment. Even though you're hitting the home run, it's still all a team accomplishment. Let's be honest. Home runs sometimes are based on the number of guys that are on base and game situations and stuff like that. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, that's you You have to hit the home run, but you get you know, RBI as a team accomplishment. But it's also like pitchers pitch you differently when guys are on base. No? Sure. I, I guess you could say that. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, look, I, I told you, it's a slippery slope, dude. And like, this is how you should feel about it. I'm going to tell people how you should feel about it. This is the most impressive home run season we've seen. Right. Put it that way. Because of the things I mentioned before, because Judge isn't on steroids, he's not on amphetamines. You can barely get Adderall in the big leagues these days. You can't take Toradol shots anymore. All these things that people used to do to be able to play day in and day out don't exist anymore and i'm telling you man and you start talking about the steroid era and oh we these guys ruined the game and all the records amphetamines or are just as big of a help in a baseball season you don't have to be gargantuan to hit home runs you don't have to be all big and strong but you do need to be feeling great every single day at the plate and having to show up and your body feel great 162 days out of 180 because that's how you add those numbers. That's how you stack those numbers as you show up every day feeling good. That's why it's so impressive what Judge is doing because he's doing it without all that shit. While facing yeah, a million they- pitchers, while the pitchers have the technological advantage on a crazy down offensive season, there's so many things. So look at it that way. It's probably the most impressive home run season we've ever seen i know and and i don't want that to get lost i don't i don't know where he's gonna end up he might end up at 63 64 who knows i'm happy for him and um i understand the discussion that has followed imagine if aaron judge got to face the starting pitcher at least three times a game sometimes four times the same pitcher I wonder how many times Judge has seen the starting pitcher three times in a game. Someone do the research for us. Leave it in the comments. I bet you it's very little. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Tip of the cap to Aaron Judge. No question. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Um, We talk about injuries on this show an awful lot. And when you get a banged up knee, your elbow hurts, you go see an orthopedist. When things might not be right in your brain, with your brain chemistry or how you're feeling or how you're thinking, go see a professional. And that's where BetterHelp can lend a helping hand. We uh, fortunately have made so much progress as a society in terms of dealing with mental health. It is now a big part of every discussion, whether it's kids in school, uh, college kids, and athletics. We have people that have taken time off. I've been in contact with Austin Meadows of the Detroit Tigers. He has taken significant time off to deal with his mental health. He came out and got on social media and stressed the importance of it. He was not ashamed. He came forward and he says, I'm getting the help that I need. And so if things are going on in your life where you feel like you're boxed in a little bit and you need some assistance, go talk to a therapist. And that is where BetterHelp can really help you. It's accessible. 
it's affordable, it's convenient, and it is entirely online. So what's going to happen is you'll get matched up with a therapist after filling out a brief survey. Hopefully the session or sessions go well. If they don't, you can switch therapists at any time. Okay, there's no ill will. That's how therapy gets done. So I want you to head to betterhelp.com slash baseball today. You're going to get 10% off of your first month here. That is betterhelp.com slash baseball today. If you need a little help, that's okay. That is a sign of strength. It is not a sign of weakness. Go seek out better help today. We continue on with the show. Uh, National League East continues to be the most interesting division around. Braves lose in extras in D.C. Mets win in extras that come from behind victory against the Marlins. New York now has a one-game lead. Both teams have Thursday off. And then a huge series starting Friday in Atlanta. Eduardo Escobar, let's just give him post-game interview of the year. Here's a little <laughs> taste of it. Next up, biggest series of the season. I know you guys saw that Atlanta lost tonight, so you head to Atlanta up one game. What's the feeling? What are your thoughts heading into that series, Eduardo? I'll go with the play 100, 100%. Every day, <laughs> I want to make these people happy when they come back to the road. Let's go! Yeah! Yeah! Dude, your boy was great. He hasn't changed a bit, man. He is That is who he was from the moment the Twins got him from the White Sox and the Francisco Liriano deal, man. He is, uh, he's something else. I love him. I love that guy. For him to do that – you know, for the entire stadium to hear it was great. Uh, so now the Mets, they just need to win one of those three games in Atlanta to secure the season series. We've talked about how important it is to get that because that's an extra game in the standings, essentially, yes. right? Because there is no game 163 this year. How good should the Mets fans feel about their situation? It was huge last night. That was a massive, massive victory. Um you know, it was cool because you're down four nothing, and I believe with the seventh inning, maybe it was the eighth inning, Escobar hits the two run home run. So there's a little bit of life there. Then he comes back up and two shift beaters. And this people, this is hitting right here. You know, he pokes one to right field, kind of like well, they're shading up the middle to run score. And then the walk off single, nobody at shortstop, nobody home. And he pokes it through there. It was really, really cool to see. Um, and I think. Atlanta lost prior to that. So they knew that, you mm -hmm. know, they had the game it takes a little bit of pressure off for you. But now with this one game lead, you go into Atlanta, like you said, even if you win one of these games, you'll be tied in the standings, but you have the tiebreaker and you still control your own destiny. So I think as a Mets fan, you're still a little nervous. There's no doubt about that, but you got your horses going. And I love this matchup because it is straight up, the guys going against the guys, mm -hmm. the Grom Freed, uh, Scherzer, right. And then Bassett Morton. And this is for all the marbles. I mean, look, you, you're feeling good if you're a Mets fan because you got that game, but still you got to go into Atlanta and you got to take care of business. And this is a team that can sweep you and you can sweep them. I mean, these two teams are very good and things happen in baseball games. You have to be feel good about controlling your own destiny, though. Um, 
I thought the most interesting thing that happened after the game was that they flipped the Grom so that he can go Friday against Max Freed. I found it interesting because the regular season ends next Wednesday. So DeGrom, if you do it, he goes Friday. He would be available Wednesday if they could slam the door shut on winning the division. But you know what happens? If he were to pitch Wednesday and you lose and you have to play in that wild card round, you run the risk of not having DeGrom pitch in that thing. I'm yeah, just, a lot, I know that, a lot of decisions ahead for them. Oh, for both of these teams. Yes. And how you organize your pitching moving forward because it's the same thing with Atlanta. Like Max Freed. So if they're if they're tied next Wednesday, if the teams are tied and the Braves need a win and they need the Mets to lose, do you burn Max Freed? I don't think you could. There's all sorts of things you could do. Like if, in that scenario you're talking about with DeGrom on the last day, like probably like around a Scherzer bullpen day, do you do you take these guys for a couple innings apiece so you so you can have them for their start? Or do you just burn DeGrom and say, all right, we got Scherzer, Bassett, Walker, Carrasco to take care of the wild card, whatever it is. I no mean, way. you're in a good position, but it's just all hands are going to be on deck. In games like this where it means so much, we keep saying that buy means so much. All hands on deck. Yeah. I, I mean, listen. I wouldn't be surprised if Scherzer's out in the bullpen in that game. You know we see that stuff. Spikes on in the dugout, ready to go. Yeah, that gets me fired up. Pitch that on Friday. Woo. In a perfect world. So, obviously, if you're Mets or Braves fan, we know what you're rooting for this weekend. If you are strictly a baseball fan and want to see the most chaos, you will root for the Braves to take two of three. So then on Monday, it's even, even. with three games to go. And then, and then all well, the Braves have Houston, right? No, oh, no, that's a different team. That's a different team. The Braves have um who do they have? The, no, the Braves have um the cards in Atlanta. And, and Mets have Washington. At Washington home. at home. Fascinating. Yeah, that's what we want. We want it to be tied up on Monday. Last three games really mean something. I want these managers to have to make difficult decisions with their pitching staff, 100%. And that right. last game, wait, there's a last game because last year they started all the games at the same time. I'm assuming it's the same right. type of thing this year. We'll see. We'll see what it is. I, I don't know. I think that's what it is. You have I don't to know do that. Can... Yeah, I would say all the ones that mean something, you can start. You have to start all at the same time. Exactly. Okay. It's yeah. gonna be so fun. Bro. There's gonna oh be a bu- there's there's gonna be a bunch of games that don't mean shit. Uh, <laughs> Philly loses. Milwaukee wins. So now at the end of the day, both Milwaukee and Philly play day games. You could have the Brewers with a half game lead by the end of Thursday's action. How nervous are you for Philly fan right now? I was gonna say you shouldn't be that nervous because the math is still in your favor. But then I started thinking they have the extra game and it's a day night double header. We know how hard it is to sweep double headers. So you could actually, in my mind, you can say that half game gone. You're actually tied right now. Like that's kind of what I'm assuming you're tied right now. So I mean, you're ending in the year at Houston. Dusty said he'll play his guys. If it means something that's, I think pretty cool. I don't know if he really means that. We'll see how much. By the that, way, means, means means something for Philly. He says because of the integrity of the game. Yeah. He said if it if the game means something for Philadelphia because it doesn't it's not going to mean squat for Houston. 
He says we owe it to the sport. Oh yeah, to play it's, and it's gonna mean something. You know, at least the first couple. So yeah. yeah, I mean, you have to be pretty worried. Like I said, I'm, I'm assuming that's a split in the doubleheader. So that half game up right now, that's gone. I said, just imagine that you're tied right now. Um, tough loss for them. Nola tried to throw another fastball by Morel. Wanted to go like up and out, like that backdoor two seamer just kind of ran too uh, too far over the plate. He made a good swing on that thing. So it was like up and in, 94, put it out of the park. And then the Brewers took care of business, man. Uh, Keston Hira had a big double there on a change up into left center to, you know, to kind of cushion the lead. And I need my brew crew. I, I like Philly too. I, I, either way, I'll be happy because I, I have a lot of friends on both of these teams. But for my sake, so people don't call me the biggest bum one hit wonder in the history of the prediction game, I need Milwaukee to at least make the playoffs. I know you do, or else Greg Amsinger will officially replace you as baseball's best prognosticator. It's never uh, Philly. Philly fan is nervous. It doesn't. There's nothing the two of us could say where they're not just ape shit crazy right now, and I get it. Uh, Philly's dropped nine of its last 12 and in seven of those nine losses, they've scored three or fewer runs, man. Oh man. Oh man. I wish you luck. I, I would not want to be you this weekend. I, there's no words I can say that will give you any sort of comfort other than you hold the tiebreaker over Milwaukee. So if you're it's tied by thing. the end of Wednesday, then that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Um, I wish you luck. That's, I still can't believe we're doing the tiebreaker, man. I still can't believe. I just do no, not yes, like can. it, Chris. Would you rather have game 163 played somewhere on Thursday during the day and then the teams – I get the schedule doesn't make sense, but, yeah, I want to play for it. I don't want, you know, a game that happened – times for it or – No, no, times. no, dude. Like, think about, think about, like, the tiebreaker with San Diego and Milwaukee. I told you the last time they played was June. Like, that doesn't – that's not the same, dude. Yeah, you're right. You're right. When it's not in the division, you're right. It's not 19, it's seven times or six yeah, times. So it's, however the schedule breaks. I get it. I understand. It's just there's no perfect way, man. We can't keep pushing this thing to Thanksgiving. Well, I mean, so. I, don't know. I don't know. We'll see how the wild card series end up, because if I'm disappointed in these three game sets, then I'm going to be really pissed there's no game 163, because that's essentially what took 163 away was adding the extra wild card games. Yeah, but what, what do you mean? Let's say, uh, let's say Philly ends up winning this thing and they had been tied with Milwaukee at the end of the regular season. I mean, and let's say that Philly gets swept. Are you really going to be that mad? No. If they end up tied and Philly gets in because of the tiebreaker and then Philly gets swept, yes, I'll be mad. But that's not fair because Milwaukee's had plenty of time to be better and they haven't been better. I can't, I can't feel that bad about a six seed. Sorry. You've had all season. You've had 162 games to win an extra one, and it didn't happen. So there you go. Uh, quickly here at the end, we'll circle back to Aaron Judge and 61 homers. What do you have to say to the fan who missed catching it by that much in Toronto? Oh, man. I was pretty upset with him because he was right there, and usually we say in baseball, if it hits your glove, you got to catch it. But then I saw the stat cast, 117 off the bat, some top spin on it, sinking down. It's a very difficult catch for a guy at a game who's probably had some beers. I don't fault this guy at all. I know he feels really, really bad about it, but dude, that's what separates a supreme, talented, world-class athletes, okay? Let us do the catching. That's why I bring the gloves, my gloves to the game. Yeah. 
You think you would have caught that? No, I would have had no shot. Zero. (laughs) Um, So here's the thing. His name. Did you see his name? Yes. His name is Frankie Lasagna. He is a restaurant owner in Toronto. So obviously that's got to be a made up last name just to get people to walk in. Like Guy Fieri? He changed it. You know, he said he said he felt terribly about it. He said he should have brought a bigger mitt. The whole bit. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much that money a pretty that big is. mitt he had on, dude. It was. It was decent size. You know, I don't know if it's a hundred grand, if it's a million dollars. I don't know what it is that he ended up missing out on. But that's a bummer for him. Um, the great thing is it lands in the bullpen, right? And Matt Bushman, who is the bullpen coach for the Blue Jays, ends up getting it. Matt Bushman is married to a good friend of mine, Sarah Walsh, with whom I work at uh, NFL Network. Awesome. And I know. And she ended up, you know, she got a lot of, you know, stuff on, on Twitter and Instagram about, hey, hey, your husband, great job. She's like, and he didn't even talk to me about it. I would have liked to have retired from my job, you know? (laughs) So, you know, good for him. Gave it back, obviously. And now it's in Aaron Judge's mom's possession, which is really cool. Uh, Hey, Johnny Lasagna, like everyone's talking about you. Like somehow post your Venmo uh, QR code somewhere. You'll get a lot of money. I promise. Yes, you will. That's how the internet works. Hopefully your restaurant will be packed for the next week so that people can You'll have to tell the story about 998,000 times. But that's it's actually, a, it, it might have gotten him more pressed that he didn't catch the ball and he had that reaction. But not. And his last name, too. <laughs> yeah. All right. What do you have coming up on John Boy Media? Uh, we have our Wednesday reca- our midweek episode uh, out right now. Me and Talking Jake go over a bunch of stuff. And tomorrow we'll have the series recap episode on Friday with the stimulation, all that good stuff, man. What about you? Uh, Latest episode of the Rose Rotation with Miguel Rojas is out uh, talking about Donnie baseball leaving. He's talking about um, how my son Brady Rose has become his fantasy football advisor. See how that's going. What do you do? Yeah, you probably do. He'll do it for a small fee. Um, I got my first pair of Jordans. And Miggy Rowe, of course, is my advisor in that area. And then he one-upped me on the show when talking about Jordans. I love that. More than one off me. And uh, we taped with Justin Turner. That's going to be coming out Monday. He was phenomenal. He was good? As expected. Did you mention oh me? Uh, no, we did not. We, I, I was t- on a tight time frame. I'll text him about you. But we got the great story about the outfits that they wore, the Chippendale outfits. Mm-hmm. It is one of the funniest stories we've heard. I can't wait for that. It is so good with Joey Gallo. I can't even tell you. I loved it. And oh, with Bellinger, it was even better. So funny. All right. Um, I am not here tomorrow. Pete Moylan is in my chair. I have a little uh, family business I got to attend to. So have a great show. I want to thank producer extraordinaire, the one and only Dan Rourke. I want to thank the bag man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. They'll see you Friday on Baseball Today.